Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the FIGHT podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and yo... This is episode 122, and on today's show, we have such a fire lineup for you guys. Yes, you heard me right. I have a lineup for you guys today, man. We have not just one, not just two, not three, but four incredible guests on today's show. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. And honestly, I've been working on this for a little bit and trying to figure out ways to do this for you guys. And I think we might have figured it out, man. So without further ado, man, on today's show, I am joined by PFL heavyweight standout. He's going to compete again on August 8th. This dude is an absolute monster. And honestly, man, we had an amazing conversation. I am talking about the man. Mo Doris, man. This dude is an absolute beast. I cannot wait for you guys to hear that interview, man. But before we get to him, my boy, coming back on the Fight Podcast for the second time, the Roof Sport Bantamweight Monster, the 12 of 1, running through LFA on a four fight win streak right now. I am talking about Raytheon Super Stats, man. He and I had a lot of fun. And uh, yo, I'm eventually going to make my way up to Milwaukee up to train with those guys, man. So you're going to love that conversation that we have. I also on today's show have another PFL standout, another PFL heavyweight beast coming off of a big win last week in New York. I'm talking about Kelvin, the mama's boy, Tiller. Look, man, this dude legit might be one of the best guys I've ever talked to, man, just as a person. You know what I'm saying? So that one's going to be a lot of fun. And look, we're going to kick it off today by talking to one of my favorite people in MMA. This dude is joining me for the second time. He's a retired MMA fighter. He is also one of the best coaches in the world. One of the coaches at the standout team, American Top Team. He's also former welterweight champion, Tyron Woodley's coach, Amanda Nunes, just to name a few. I'm talking about who else, yo? Din Thomas, man. Din Thomas and I talk about so much, man. We had a great conversation. We talk about acting. We talk about improv. We talk about online BJJ. We talk about 
who's the best up and coming names in the sport. We talk about the state of MMA and so much more, man. He and I had a lot of fun with this conversation. And look, I know you guys are going to love it. So without further ado, here is my conversation on episode 122 of the Fire Podcast with my boy, Dean Thomas. Brother Dean, what's going on, man? What's up, man? What's happening? Bro, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> man, I've been running around like a chick with my head cut off all day, so I'm so appreciative of your time today, bro. Thank you again, man. It's all good. This might even be a better time anyway, so it's good. Well, there it is, man. There it is. Well, first and foremost, thank you for joining me once again, bro. It's been it's been almost a year since I've rapped with you, man. And uh, you do almost, man. It's been that long. It's almost been a full year since I've rapped you with you, man. I was looking at uh I was looking at the last notes and stuff. I'm like, damn, it's almost been a year since I've talked to my my, my guy, man. So thank oh, you man. for joining me once again, man. Well, it's my pleasure, man. And make sure you stay in touch more frequently. No, I, absolutely, bro. Absolutely, man. Hey, last time you we rapped, I was like 20 episodes in. I'm 125 episodes or so in now. So congratulations, man. Thank you, sir. You're, you're working it. Hey man, well speaking of that man, yo, congratulations to you, yo. Uh, always the Dana White looking for a fight. You're hilarious on there. You and Matt Sarah, the way you guys go back and forth, I am dying like laughing each time I watch you guys, man. It's uh, it's incredible, bro. Thank you very much, man. I'm just I just try to keep up with them, you know. <laughs> and uh, I just, I'm just so thankful to have a job working in that, you know, with Dana so closely and. You know, and, and being able to hang out with Matt. So so what you see is genuine because I'm just so thankful to be there. <laughs> Dude, and it, it is funny you say that because it really does look like it, man. Um, But I have a big question for you, man. And, and, it, and I was, I've been thinking about this since the last time we spoke. Yo, how is stand-up? How is improv going? It's all right, man. Um, You know, I'm still doing... I haven't done as much stand-up recently just because... um. You know, in, in terms of performance, I've been focusing on acting and doing improv as opposed to stand-up and doing improv. So being that you're getting into, especially acting, are you going, going to stay in, like, Miami? Or are you going to end up hitting, or should I say, South Florida? Or are you going to end up getting out to L.A.? What's going on, man? Well, I don't know, man. You know, I'm, I'll go wherever the job is. <laughs> but I like I like living in South Florida. I don't think I could live in L.A. And hey. Yeah, and that was one thing I learned from uh, Robert Rodriguez on the last episode of Looking for a Fight. Yeah. Is that you don't actually have to be in L.A. if you hustle enough. So I learned that from him. So, you know, I might because I don't know if I can deal in L.A., man. I guess it's too much of a race. Oh, I look, believe me, I know, man, my my girlfriend is an actor living in L.A. So I've seen the grind. I've seen the hustle. And I've realized one thing. It's really not for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not. I don't know if I want that in my life. I can't deal. I'm too old for that. (laughs) Well, bro, aside from doing that, I mean, you're doing your acting, you're doing that. And obviously, for those who don't know, I don't know where the hell they've been. But you're one of the best coaches in the sport, man. And to be able to see what you have been doing, your athletes and American top team, not saying that you did they win anywhere, but there's absolutely I feel like a resurgence of just them being, you know, the best gym in the sport. Is it that's just me or do you feel that way also? No, I really do. Um, You know, we've been around since 2002. I've been on a team since we started. Wow. And, um, you know, these last 
three or four years, we just really came up. And that has a lot to do with just, um, you know, Dan Lambert's just done a great job of showing good leadership in a team because it's really difficult, especially in MMA. You know, how, like egos and everything else It's difficult to get so many high level people in one room mm-hmm. and able to get along. And Dan Lambert has just done a great job with leadership and ensuring that we can all get along. And, you know, we, we attract good talent and mm-hmm. we just, you know, we're not perfect, but we're, we strive to be. And, you know, the last couple of years have just been a blessing. And, you know, I mean, this summer is evident. I mean, we had, we, Pedro Munoz and Nina Anzaroff just lost, but the fact that they're fighting for these positions to fight for titles. Absolutely. Says a lot of team and we're fighting the best from other teams and we're just one gym and we're fighting the best from other teams. So it's tough, but yeah. we're, we're, ha- we're handling it. You know, well, we're doing our, and let's be honest. I mean, they yes, those two lost, but they performed, and they yeah, looked yeah. good. Yeah, they weren't shut out. Like, and n- think about it. Aljamain, who I'm a huge fan of, had to have the best fight of his life, you know. Yeah. And um, and Nina Ansaroff, I mean, she went out there. I, Tatiana Suarez, in my opinion, has not lost a round in her career no. until this past weekend. And, she, and yeah. you know, Nina shows that she actually has holes in her game. And honestly, it was one of those, at least for me, when I saw her compete, I was like, yo, man, she belongs there. Like, she's legit. Yeah, I think, you know, despite losing, I think she showed a lot of people, you're right, that she belongs there and that she's a talented individual. And it's something that I've been saying for a long time about her. She just was never able to perform. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Tatiana Suarez is probably the next, you know, strawweight champ. Bro. And... I've said that before too. Um, the like Tatiana Suarez, Khabib. yeah, she's a unique talent. So, you know, that's a it was a tough battle for Nina. Same thing with Aljamain. I mean, Aljamain rarely loses rounds himself, but Pedro and Nina they were right up there with him. Mm-hmm. And again, they're just just athletes in our gym. You know what I'm saying? Fighting the best in the world from all over the world. Um, and then even this next weekend, we got Junior dos Santos fighting Francis Ngannou, bro. Um, the weekend after that, Nina, uh, I'm sorry, but Amanda Nunez fighting Holly Holm, Thiago Santos fighting John Jones. I mean, just what I mean, just when I look at the, our our list of, of fights we got Man, coming up, it's like killers, oh bro. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, look at look at what we're faced up against. Yeah. And here's the thing. The cool thing about it is, I mean, you guys have the opportunity to truly shock the world in so many different, you know, capacities in different weight classes. Also, man, it's nuts for you. How is it working with so many? Like, how do you how do you are you able to balance every like all these amazing athletes? It's tough. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie. It's tough because I do understand. Well, one thing that I try to do is. I try to make fighters know that there's a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. on them to have to do. And a lot of fighters don't see that at first because they're always like, I need a coach. I need a coach. And I tell you what, you know, studying acting for the last 10 years has helped me a lot as an MMA coach. Cause a lot of when, as an actor, a lot of what you do is your own self work. Right. That's true. That really is. Yeah. So I always try to express that in terms of fighters. It's a lot of what you're going to do. You have to do on your own shadow boxing and you know finding drill partners to work with on your own you gotta mm-hmm. find that stuff on your own um yeah you're so, the only one in there yeah exactly because when you fight there's nobody in there with you right so um as, as so i use that as you know listen i can't be with you right now 
I'm working with 10 other people. So right. you have a job to do. And when I get back to you, I better see some improvement. So I, I put a lot of responsibility on them in order to make it work. Dude. And, and it's, well, obviously, man, the proof is in the pudding. It's obviously working, man, with them. Um, there's so many, and you, you're really starting to see not just you guys with the UFC. I've seen you guys at the PFL. I've seen you guys with one. I've seen you guys in all these organizations around the world, man. The state of MMA right now and the growth with it being on ESPN and stuff, how are you, like, when you look at it now, do you feel like it is, like, oh, it's really starting to hit, like, a specific place, like a boom? Like, yo, people are really starting to get eyes to the sport, and we're starting to get even better athletes coming into the game? Well, I hope so. I mean, it's something I've been always, <laughs> you know, striving for since, you know, since I've started this game Absolutely. to be that. You know, when so when that ESPN deal hit, I was excited because that was something that I've always wanted back in the 90s. I was like, well, how come we're not on ESPN? Facts. And now we are. Now we are. And I'm just still proud to be such an important part of it. Okay. You know, obviously not as a competitor, but, you know, from the coaching aspect, I'm still a part of it. I still get to enjoy the the fruits of it. Now, and I've heard this before, and I've, and I've heard so many different coaches say it. A lot of times they feel like, you know, since you have been a coaching, you almost feel like you're going through it. And when they win, you almost feel even better than when you were competing yourself. Do you feel like that way to an extent also? I used to, but I've gotten over that. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten over that and I've learned to not take it so personally. Makes sense. Because, And I found that to be a mistake with a lot of coaches. And I see it a lot with some of the coaches, even at our team, is that they live vicariously through some of the athletes. Mm. And because they didn't have the career that they wanted. You know, they may have fell short. So they're trying to get it through the athletes. And I learned not to do that because you put a tremendous amount of pressure on an athlete and um, they resent you for it. They feel it. They feel the weight that you put on them. And you can't do that. You got to treat each each person individually and, and understand that this is their career, not yours. Mm-hmm. So I've learned to separate myself from that. Man, it's, it's it's really funny you say that. It's just because it, I mean, it really does make sense. And it seems like that ends up being for people the progression, right? It's like that when you essentially lose your ego, like, you know what? I put my ego to the side. And honestly, for you, being an improv and things like that might actually help that because you can't have ego in that, in that, oh. you know, that time. No, you can't. And that's and again, like I was saying before about like with our team, you know, we have guys that have egos on the team. Of course, mm-hmm. it's the nature of the game, but they have to learn to put it aside. That's what I was saying. Dan Lambert did a great job of keeping people in checks and hey, you got to put your ego aside and do what's better for the team. Dude, the new gym at ATT, I hear is like the best MMA gym, combat sports gym in the world, man. How has it been with the new facility? And could you just kind of like explain it a little bit in comparison to what it used to be and how you've seen the difference between that gym and others? Well, it's, it's crazy now because it's, it's so much bigger, but even though it's so much bigger, we're always running out of room. <laughs> well, dude, you had all those killers that you named in there. I'm just, I, I can see it, man. <laughs> we run out of room all the time, but we're, we, we fight for space. You know, we, we have to communicate. Most coaches go, all right, we're going to use this space at 1230 and you get it at one. And we, because we run out of space and it's so big, but it is convenient because, because of the living facility upstairs, you know, fighters can come in and just live upstairs and it's convenient for them. But um, it's a blessing to have, you know, even though I said we run out of space, but it's still a blessing mm-hmm. that we have such an amazing facility that we can still do as much as we do there because we can 
have, you know, like I said, Pedro Munoz working with his people on one side, Nina working on the other side, you know, Junior working on one side, Tiago working on And we have that, and we have the coaching staff to do it, so it is a blessing. That's what's up, man. So, Tiago Santos, man, he's going out there fighting arguably the best fighter of all time. And in John Jones, I think, I personally think a lot of people are overlooking him. Have you no, feel, felt that way also? And not only do you feel people are overlooking him, does it seem like there's like a really a resurgence in 205? I don't know. I hope so, though. I, I mean, it, it would be good if if Thiago can win that fight because that would definitely make some noise. That would put some noise in the 205 division. Absolutely. It, yeah. I think uh, Anthony Smith has done a good job of resurging the division. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Corey so many Ant- like those. those uh, what's up with Corey? I feel like I haven't seen him forever. I know, and that's and that's too bad because he's another one that could make a name for himself and put the dis- division back on the map. I mean, historically, it's been the greatest division in the UFC, really, historically, because of the lineage all right. going all the way back to Chuck Waddell. Um, but I don't, I don't know. You know, Tiago's got a it's got a tough task. You know, they asked me to help mm-hmm. with you know, the study of John, and I mean, he's just. I mean, you know, you go, all right, we, we can study, we can prepare, but you got to execute, and that's not going to be easy. Right, right. But you know what, man, Tiago, and I mean, sure, I'm, I don't got to tell you, or you also know this, hey, he always, I feel like, surprises me. When I see him go out there, do this thing, he's also one of those guys that is extremely creative, and he's a big dude, man. Yeah, you know what, one thing about him, he's kind of has, like, he's a really quiet guy, and he's kind of has a... Um, a Kawhi Leonard uh, esque. He got that aura, aura. to him. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of got that aura to him where he's really quiet and focused. And you see him in the gym and he's just really quiet. Like he doesn't talk to anybody. He'll come in and he just really just wants to get to work without saying much. And I think that that's a benefit because he'll stay focused on what he needs to do. It's just, can is he capable of doing it? And he, he's doing, like, you know, they've, they've pulled out all the strings, man. You know, every, any, resource that we could have to help prepare him they've pulled out for this fight so well look i'm i'm that, that fight i'm actually really interested in and I, I can't wait to see um what and i don't think it's funny i feel like i asked you this last time we spoke but what is specifically like when you're working with these athletes like what is your like specific role in there like because we all know like i said i know you have a huge role for instance like with different people i know with tyron whitley you take a different role like than others but like what is your specific role like in general in the gym man i'm I'm a doctor (laughs) put it that way (laughs) that's what i do people always ask me I, i just fix people you know, um, I look at what, what they're doing. I look at what they're doing wrong and I fix it, you know, if because and so and I try to find the, the real root of the problem. And a lot of fighters never improve because they don't understand what the root of the problem is. Right. Because a lot of problems and I've been talking about this recently with a lot of my guys, it's a domino effect. You know, it's so, for instance, like if you have bad ankles, it may affect your hip, which may be giving your neck problems, you know, but it's really you got to fix your ankles or you may right. got to fix and that's what I do with people. Like they be somebody may say, oh, "Well, they're not a good striker." Well, they may not ever be, but they can still develop a good punch. So let's work on that. And and I just try to find the root of their problem and fix it. Man, is there any fi- who? What up and coming name should we start paying attention to? 
Right now, I really like uh, Johnny Eblen. He fights in Bellator. He just got signed with Bellator. Johnny Eblen? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's uh, um, He wrestled in Mizzou. So, you know, with that brings, you know, yeah. think about the Mizzou talent, you know, Tyron, Ben Askren, Michael Chandler. Um, he's from that pedigree. So he he came up after them guys, but he still has the same mentality, that, that Tiger-style wrestling. But for me, he's the guy to look out for. Okay, what weight class he fight in? He's a uh, eighty five or middleweight. Oh man, you oh man, you guys keep finding these huge, terrifying people, bro. Like these two, you're like there's like you don't mess with nobody little. Everybody's big as ever. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I got I got some little. I got some little guys. <laughs> I'm working with a girl now, um, a little girl, uh, okay. Kayla Rockwell, who's who's tough. She's um she's a, a tough amateur, but she's making a pro debut in a couple of weeks. That's what and. Fun. I'm looking forward to her just kind of propelling fast and making noise fast. Man, have you noticed? And here's the thing. And I want to ask you this, too, because I've been thinking about this also. Looking at the organizations, remember how it felt like at one point in time, UFC was end all be all, right? It's like that's where everybody thought it was best. But you're really starting to notice great fighters in all the organizations, have you noticed, like, do you feel like the, the, the pack has started to catch up? No, you know, the problem is, is this, it's starting to catch up for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But when you're in top team and you realize how good other guys are fighting at other organizations, because we got guys in every organization, like you said. Yeah. And when you realize that, you know, Luis Santos fighting in 1FC could hang with UFC guys, mm-hmm. it's not a surprise when Sage Northcutt goes over there and gets knocked out. Wait, wait, first of all, before we get to that, yo, what was one thinking with that? Like, Cosmo is a beast, yo. Oh, well, you know, he don't have a lot of fights, so they they overlooked that. I think they overlooked that. I mean, that's a horrible matchup stylistically. I I feel like everybody who knew, I remember when I first saw that matchup, I was like, why did they do that? Like, like, and 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 I really feel like, unfortunately, they really might have messed that kid up, man. Like, yeah, I don't know how he's gonna come recover from that. It, it it was one of when I saw the matchup. Cosmo is one of the most terrifying kickboxers I've seen. Yeah, and watching him throw dudes around and like lion fight was scary. And then to see him go out there, when I heard that, I was like, this makes absolutely zero sense, man. So, again, like you were saying, those are the guys that people like are, aren't paying attention to. And they're yeah, still re- dogs. Hey, Cosmo, I remember when uh, when ATT fought the Black Zillions mm-hmm. on the Ultimate Fighter. Cosmo, well, he was supposed to be on the Black Zillions. So I studied him back then. And I said, man, I hope this guy doesn't fight. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, man, he's tall. He's got length. He's got power. I was like, he's gonna be hard to deal with, and he's and he's working. With, I knew he was working with you know the the wrestlers uh, and Greg Jones and all them guys. Like, and if you can't get this guy down, he's gonna be a beast. <sighs> he kind of fell off, but now I see him fighting in one, and I'm just like, man, this guy he could easily fight in the UFC. Man, I, I I'm like, but that's one thing I will say, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, man. Just being able to now, it seems like they're highlighting some of these other organizations when we haven't seen it in the past. So now it seems like everybody's getting more love, and I feel like the more love that people see, I feel like the athletes are able to kind of leverage these organizations. So they're hopefully the dollar amount starts going up for some of these dudes. Yeah, I hope and so ladies. too. 
I hope, yeah, absolutely. You know, with um, you know, Ryzen and Bellator having their little um joint show, you know, Which with Kyo, yeah, Kyoji fighting uh, Darian Caldwell. That's a, such a great fight. I can't wait to that. Man, um, that first one was nuts. Yeah, I know. But I tell you what, you talk about talent and other organizations. Ask UFC guys like when they get cut. Ask them where they don't want to fight. They don't want to fight in ACB. You know why they don't want to fight there? Because right. of the talent level. The talent level is crazy. At ACB. Yeah, ACB. Like you, you might end up fighting a, a Chechen guy that's like nineteen and one, Dude. who never won a decision in Russia. But, um, but you know, we get some of these guys that come to the gym, and I'm like, oh my god, like where are he? How come these guys aren't making millions in the UFC? I mean, they're just so talented. So why don't you think it's because we already know the boxing has their pay-per-view system and like the top guys get broke off. And we just heard like, for instance, like Canelo, my man's making over 300 mil, you know, why aren't we getting that type of payout? Like what's, what's, what's the holdup? You know, I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know. I'm not really sure how that whole boxing structure right. works why it's so different from MMA mm-hmm. I just I have no idea because I mean money is money and you know when uh, when you go to when you go to a bar and the UFC is on it's packed dude every so, time it's packed like I remember there were times like when it, you couldn't sit you couldn't find a place to sit down boxing match is not the same so I'm always trying where are they getting the money from how's this guy making a hundred million dollars like where they get I don't know it I makes- really don't it, man, it it, I've been trying to think about that and it 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 really doesn't make sense because like you said it, MMA consistently from top to bottom is more entertaining it and is. not only is it more entertaining they actually stack cards this past mm-hmm. weekend's card was nuts and no. it was in my backyard right here in Chicago I loved it yeah. you know that they finally brought a card like that to my hometown it's like yeah. and boxing never does that no it's like it's one fight and you don't know is one is the main event, and then that's it. You don't know who else is. You don't even you don't even know that there are other fights on there, dude. And not only that, and one thing I've noticed also, and all my boxing people are going, they always think I'm hating on boxing, <laughs> and I'm not. I love, I truly love boxing, but it, it's like they, the politics in it, like the best don't fight the best. I think that's a huge problem. Yeah, I mean, we obviously saw that with uh, Andy Ruiz knocking out man. Uh, What'd you think about that, man? I I knew it was possible. I watched yeah. him work out, and I said, "Man, this guy's got some sting. He looks, he may look one way." But I said, "In fact, I was showing his video to my buddies. I was like, this is how he threw a punch. You know, see how loose his shoulders were, how, how he rotates his body, stays in balance.' I was like, this guy's got some pop, and he's quick for his size.' I, I'm, I'm not surprised. So I, I I like to pat myself on the back. I definitely picked him to win. Did you? I did. I you say, I, and I was telling people that y'all can listen to the other episodes. I picked them, but I'll say this: in a rematch, me personally, I think he gets it done quicker. What do you think? It happens that way sometimes. It happens that way sometimes. Sometimes people just got your number and they mm-hmm. make it look easier the second time. It might be that way. That might be his. Might be Anthony Joshua's kryptonite. But I tell you what, though. And Stephen A. Smith kind of got a lot of heat for Santa, but he robbed Andrew Ruiz robbed us of the Anthony Joshua Deontay Wilder fight. That was a fight that everybody wanted to see, but we were robbed of that. Okay, so we were robbed of that, and I'm not going to stunt. I was one of those people that lit Stephen A. on fire, right? 
don't you think it's trash for somebody who's never put on laced up a pair of gloves to sit there and I understand going after um uh whatever his promoter's name is the promoter Eddie Eddie Hearn yeah like I understand going after him but to sit there and go after a fighter and and just bat, trash him I I think that's a disconnect in the media why do you think that is and isn't that like kind of messed up the way he pulled it off Oh yeah, but you know, sometimes they think they're immune to to repercussions because you know they have they can speak, mm-hmm. and because he can speak, you know, I, I think he's by trade an attorney, you know, so a defense attorney. Yeah. So he's going to be able to get his point across, and he's going to yell, and he's going to make noise, he's going to put on a show, but he's going to get ratings. And more than anything else, he needs to get ratings. So he's going to say some things that are going to ruffle some feathers, even if he doesn't fully believe it. But he's going to he's going to come across very convicted mm-hmm. as if he does. Believe it. So that's why he does. So you you got to be a troll sometimes, essentially. <laughs> got to be a troll sometimes. But um, I don't know if he truly believes everything that he does say. But here's I, the thing, though. Like we like we were robbed of that fight. We were Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua. We were robbed yeah. of it, but what we also gained from it was another so another potential star in Andy Ruiz, who can now add to the mix and maybe do some justice to boxing. Uh, see, and that, that's and that's how totally I feel about that as well, man. Um, before again, thank you so much for joining me today, bro. Like this is always a blast talking to you, man. No problem, man. I got you. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so before we get you out of here, what? upcoming fights are you most looking forward to? Oh, wow. I got to look at the cards. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Uh, Dustin Poirier and Khabib. Man, dude, yeah. salute to you guys with Dustin Poirier, by the way, man, because that dude, he's always been tough. But to do what yeah. he did to Max Holloway, it, to me, Max was yeah. at my top. You know, for him, yeah. I mean, that's that was totally incredible, bro. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of people may not realize, but Dustin hits a lot harder than than people give him credit for. I mean, he he, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been surprised if he knocked Max if he knocked Max out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did he knocked Gagey out. I mean, Dustin hits really hard, so I'm really looking forward to that fight with him and Khabib because you know, obviously, both of them are at the top of their games right now. I think. And um, it's a matter of who can solve the puzzle of Khabib, I think. Can can Dustin solve the puzzle? I know he's going to have the camp to do it. And now I think it's going to be whether Khabib can keep up with him conditionally. Because Khabib is known to fade sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if, um, if, if Dustin can give him enough problems, who knows, man? See, we, I I love it how we say what's the best. What, what fight are you thinking of? He brings up his own team. Like, well, you know what? I got a guy. <laughs> I, I had to. <laughs> I, don't, I can't even think of. A, I can't even think of any other ones that I'm interested in. But uh, so, uh, Anthony Pettis and, and Nate Diaz. Not really. I Yo, think man, Anthony. Pettis, Anthony's like, uh, he's doing a grappling match with Jorge Masvidal, man. You know, it's funny. I'm actually commentating that. I think anyway. They t- they asked me to, but they haven't gotten me a ticket yet. So, oh man, dude, I'm I can't lie. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, real quick before I get you out of here, Jorge Masvidal. 
Yeah, Bro. yeah. I'm actually looking forward to him and Ben fight too. That's the other only other fight I'm looking forward to, because again, it's all, because it comes down to can he solve the puzzle? Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I've trained with with Ben Askren, mm-hmm. and is he's just miserable to train with. Just, <laughs> he puts so much like pressure on you that you you feel like you can't move. Can George solve? I don't know if he can solve that, but if anybody can, it's him. So it's yeah. it's such a intriguing matchup that you're just like I just want to sit back and watch it dude I can't wait man yo Dean Thomas brother as always bruh thank you so much for joining me today man um anything any parting shots before you get out of here bruh <laughs> um yeah just I, I just want everybody to go check out my uh online academy train BJJ online.com yo Please check. I'm looking for a BJJ online thing I'm gonna do it yeah I've been looking that. for it uh train BJJ.com yeah, paint trainbjjonline.com. Trainbjjonline.com. Bro, yeah, I'm gonna sign buddy, up for it, bro. Yeah, man. Me and my buddy Kenny Kim from Atlanta. We out there doing our thing and uh we just gonna be increasing. So what what makes us different from uh other BJJ online things is that we cover it from different aspects. Okay. Uh, from self defense to gi to no gi to MMA. Because they're all different, but we try to blend them, marry them together so that everybody can receive the benefit of jujitsu in those different areas. Dude, that's incredible, man. No, I'm for it's funny you say that. I was legitimately looking at like I was looking at Eddie Bravo's online system today, and I was looking at um uh what's it called? The um those uh, the, I want to say the Mendez brothers, but that might is that them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mendez brothers. Yeah, Mendez brothers. I was looking at their program as well. So, dude. I'm going with yours. Forget everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Let me know, man. I'll see if I get you a discount code on that. So let me know. Hey, there you go. I'll shoot you a note when I'm signing up, man. Yo. Yeah, man. Trainbjjonline.com for his dope online BJJ. Yeah. And Train- uh, do and where can they find you on uh, social media, my guy? All of it is the same. Dean Thomas. D-I-N Thomas. There it is, man. Dean Thomas, man. Thank you again, bro. Uh, we will absolutely keep in touch. It won't be a year from now, man. I will definitely keep in touch. At least every six months. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, brother. You have a goal, man. Thank you again. Thanks. Yes, sir. All right, welcome back, man, and I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Din Thomas. Yo, if you haven't had an opportunity to check it out already, yo, check out trainbjjonline.com, man. Look, if I'm going to try anybody's online system, I'm absolutely going to go ahead and do my boy Din Thomas system, so I'm going to try it out, man. You should, too, so do not forget to check out trainbjjonline.com, man. Look. As you already know, again, we're going to keep the party going. But before we get to that, we remember the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. Also, check us out on all social media platforms at Sage Eats Chicago. Check out The Fight Podcast at www.thefightpodcast.com. Also, check us out on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast. Follow your boy at Serge Vicente. All right, man, let's just go ahead and keep the party going. Up next, I have Kelvin T. 
Tiller coming up, man. Kelvin Tiller is an 11-2 heavyweight monster. He's actually ranked top three prospects at heavyweight in the States, man. So this dude is an absolute beast. Co-main evented his last show for the PFL, and this guy is rolling man he's fresh off of a big win in his last outing and he and i are gonna go ahead and discuss so much i had a lot of fun especially seeing the type of dude that kelvin is yo he's one of the best people in the sport and he has an amazing story so Check it out. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to take a pretty much a peek behind the glass, man. Peek behind the curtain and be able to see a little bit more into this guy's life. He's an incredible athlete. He's an incredible father. And honestly, like I said, he's a great dude. Enjoy my conversation with the 11 and 2 monster, Kelvin, mama's boy, Tiller. Man, Kelvin Tiller, brother, how you doing today? I'm good, my man. About yourself? Oh, dude, doing very well, man. First and foremost, man, thank you for joining me today on the Fight Podcast, bro. It, it means a lot, man. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, 100%, man. Well, first and foremost, man, let, let's just go ahead and get it get it cracking, man. What a performance, man. Uh, this past week, man, at Nassau Coliseum, you went out there and beat the formerly unbeaten Muhammad Darius, man. Yo. I don't think I've ever seen a dude your size move that quick on the ground, man. <laughs> Bro, the way you went at first, the way you grabbed the Kimura, I I know I was shocked because when I saw it, I was like, oh, look at that. But on the ground, when you, like, the way you were able to secure the position, especially for the finish, man, your ground game is absolutely underrated, man. Like, how, how long have you been working on the ground like this? Uh, I mean, come, I've been doing this for ten years. You know, um, I had a lot of uh, a lot of flaws in my game. Um, you know, you know, previously uh, not properly training the right way uh, with the right people. But I got I got all that taken care of. And uh, you know, last year you see me just kind of lay on the ground. Even the fights that I did win, I laid on the ground. But this year I came back and I said I'm gonna be more active. And then I go out and I you know be the undefeated guy. And um, you know, he wanted to take me to the ground. Because yes. he felt like I was going to lay on my back and just kind of sit there and he was going to get points. And I immediately, you know, went for that submission. So Bro, jumped I've been doing this for 10 years, man. 10 <laughs> years I've been doing this. That's what's up, man. Um, First of all, I know what to, I want to ask you because I know afterwards you were talking about your eye. How's your eye, man? I know you said you had some damage to a goalie going into the fight. How is it? And what's been like, how are the ramifications after the fight? Oh, uh, my eyes. It, my eyes good. It's a. Uh, pretty probably 100 percent now okay, okay um month and a half ago not so it much bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad uh yeah it was bad man um i don't i don't i, I don't even want to talk about it somebody told me not to say too much about it but, I, uh, I, I, enough said I'll, I'll leave it be <laughs> yes sir yes sir but it is good though like I, I couldn't even do this to it i couldn't even like touch it like this but now everything is all good i'm, I'm back to normal phenomenal man um the pfl Dude, I'm so happy people are finally starting to take notice of this organization, but more importantly, the talent of the athletes that are in this organization, man. Right. 
how do you feel like you know you, i mean I, i've already kind of i think i know how you feel about it but in terms of the way you guys stack up you know with all the other organizations and for yourself is this something like look i'm gonna go out here i'm gonna win this cool millie and then i'm gonna essentially be a free agent or is this something you're gonna want to jump right back into for season three um i would like to, I, you know i like to jump back right into it um it's awesome. I feel like for most people, the goal is the UFC. And I wouldn't, I'm not going to sit here in line and say that I wouldn't like to perform in the UFC before, you know, my career is up. Um, right. You know, with that being said, PFL is my home. I will come back next year, the year after, the year after. And they say, okay, Kelvin, you done kicked everybody's ass. Go to the UFC. You know what I mean? Right. I, I will gladly go to the UFC from there. But PFL is home for me. I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're in competition with nobody. I think that's where they everybody goes wrong when they try to compete with the UFC. I mm-hmm. think they're doing their own thing, their own platform. Uh, they're doing, you know, they're doing it in their own time. Um, you know, they got some good investors into the business. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think uh, you know it, it, it all works out, and I think we, I, I think the PFL succeeds, and they, 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 they gonna be around for a long time. Have you felt the the bump from ESPN? Even like be, the fact that it's on ESPN, even like and after such a big win, do you even feel feel like people have it, just are paying more attention? Oh yes, oh uh, you know I, t- I think a lot of that has to do with my mom and I, man. I think we've been uh yo, I dude, she got memes out, fam, with your mom. <laughs> like I swear, it cracked me up. I was sitting, I think I might have posted one, man, with your mom just sitting in the background. Like I was like, yo, my yes, hey, my man's yeah. mom got memes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, uh well, I'm sorry. What was the question? Oh, I was saying like just in terms of watching how the you know just do you feel like especially being on ESPN? Do you see like that? Do you you personally feel the bump or should I say that like ESPN rub, where more people are starting to pay attention? Pay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, for sure. I'm getting a lot of love on Instagram, a lot of love on Facebook. Uh, a lot of people's writing me talk about how much they love my mom and I, <laughs> how my story is an inspiration to yes. them. So, like I say, I'm I'm here to win a million dollars, but most importantly, I'm here to to um, inspire people to do what they, you know, where I come from, you know, uh, right. you know, from the slums, from the ghetto, from the hood. I want to inspire those people. You know, if anybody else gets inspired along the way, I I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. But, you know, my people is what I'm trying to inspire uh, the people to come from where I come from because we don't got much. We really got little to nothing where we come from. So uh, the million dollars is the goal, of course, and another million and another million. But I want to inspire. And so uh, a lot of people be giving me a lot of feedback about that. So I'm happy uh, about that. I want you, if you don't mind, man, because you do have a great story. And the PFL, they, they, they mentioned it a little bit. And I've had to do a little bit of research. But I want you to kind of just let people know about you because you do have a great story and just to let you know a little bit about the, even the reason i started this show was because of and i'm and you i'm sure you've noticed it already in terms of sports media especially combat sports media there are mm-hmm. not a lot of people like us who are right. in there so for right. me look I'm, I'm a black and puerto rican dude from chicago who yeah, truly yeah. loves the sport <laughs> you know what i'm saying i've competed and i wasn't able to take it to the next level but i still want to be able to tell stories and i want to make sure that we have a platform look man i'm trying to be the i'm trying to be joe rogan out here you know what i'm saying all like right, that's how right. that's how we I'm shooting our shot <laughs> you know so um so for I would love for you to let people know a little bit a little bit more about your story and especially because the, the dynamic with you and your mom is phenomenal really it is right. 
And um, yeah, man, just a little bit of my story. Uh, you know, my, we, I'm from Kansas City, Kansas. My mom t- uh, left my dad when I was about, I, I don't know, seven, six or seven, something like that. We moved to Topeka, Kansas. And, um, you know, it was just a struggle. We moved to a bad neighborhood. Eight years old, I seen a man almost get, you know, killed, jumped to death. I've seen shootouts, 10 years old, 11 years old. Men get shot right in front of me at the basketball court. Um, you know, started hustling when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, it's every typical you know, black mans that come from the ghetto story. Yeah. Um, but I'm making it out, you know, and I'm trying to pave the way for everybody else. And I'm not taking my little bit of money and running and going to a, a neighborhood where I'm not accepted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could have done that last year. I made good money last year. I could have go got me got me a nice house to where I'm not accepted at. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, I stay. I still right here in the ghetto. You know, I, I risk my life because my name is starting to get big. You never know when somebody can come out there and rob you. You never know when yeah. you can, okay, that's Kevin. I just seen that motherfucker on ESPN. Yeah. You know, I know he got a good check. Mm-hmm. You know, I risk that every day so I can, so the, the little kids in my neighborhood can see what a man that's trying to do right by his community, by his kids, by his people. Mm-hmm. And I risk my life every day to, to make sure that they'll be able to see that. And, um, uh, so, uh, so yeah, man, I just, we grew up in a bad neighborhood, man. You know, mama, single mom, uh, four kids. Um, like I said, got a lot of bad trouble. Like I say, it's a typical story, man. Yeah. But like I say, I'm, 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 I'm trying to pave the way. I'm trying to make it out. I am making it out Absolutely. for my mom, for my sisters. And, you know, she's been a, a, a big support for me. My sister's been a big support to me. Um, so like I say, man, we, we just trying to make it out. We just trying to really help. We just trying to really give back. Uh, and you know, I, I I believe the million dollars is mine. That's just gonna add on to the story. There it is, man. Do it again, man. Like I say, man, the goal is to inspire. That's all I really want to do. What kind of things have you done? And first and foremost, man, I I, I want to commend you, man, because after the fight, the embrace and the reaction, the way you and Mo were with one another, because a lot of times people look at us as combat sports athletes and they just think we're animals right right and right. especially when you have you know two two black dudes in there get, get with one another mm-hmm. the the way you were you guys embrace and even the post that you ended up posting in on uh, ig first mm-hmm. of all if just for me that was a beautiful thing to see man right um and i truly commend both of you guys for that not going in there so like and it really felt the like that's what like that martial arts living is all about man could you right. speak a little bit on that and how you know even like your your mind your thought process going into these events are oh uh, you know the, these guys that we fight we just trying to take care of our family we just trying to take care of our kids and um and like i say it was no disrespect to any anybody else that i fought mm-hmm. you know previously it's just that you know, with him being a black man, we already labeled as thugs and gangsters as soon as we walk out the house. 100%. Was already, we already had targets on our back as soon as we was born. You know, when we walk into a gas station, they immediately think that we're going to steal. You know, uh, we... we, we we got a uh, we we got fights on on top of fights, and then we chose the career to actually fight. You know what I mean, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with a bit of black man, you know, I just uh, like I say, it takes away from not in the rushes and nobody else. But if, if you're gonna be blind to what's really going on in this world, it's been what's going on for a very long time. That's 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 your fault. That's your yeah. it's, it's your fault that you're a dummy. You know what I mean? Like oh, there's a war on black man. 
I respect him from doing what he do. I want him to know that I respect him. Um, uh, Give us oh, one second. Can you oh, see no me? I see you. I got you. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I say, man, so it's a war on us, man. And uh, I just wanted him to know that this is what we do. We, we do this for a living. Mm-hmm. I, uh, um, you take care of your kids. I take care of mine. You take care of your family. I take care of mine. You know, uh, I know it's a war on us. So Absolutely. if we could, yeah, 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 man, if we could just just give back to our community and just do that, man. And uh, that's all I really want to give out that message. Uh, I respect you. I love you. You know, mm-hmm. you're my brother. You know what I mean? It's too, that's too bad we had it back each other. I will be cheering for you August 8th, you know, in New Jersey. I will be cheering for you. So that's what's up man what do you think and i do want to talk about your your next you know you know your next fight coming up you know in in august but i do um what do you feel like you're starting to see again more black and brown dudes especially more black dudes coming into the sport Uh right what do you feel like we have to do to really start letting people know that look man this is not only is you people can get themselves out of the situation with this sport this is a great sport how do we make it more popular in our communities uh you know i think this is the best sport in the world me personally right 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 for me I want to own my own gym, man. That's one thing I want to own. Community center slash gym. However, however, I eventually put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, boxing has been running the world for so long. So you yeah. see boxing gyms, and and but you don't see big here in Kansas. You don't see big name boxers come out of Kansas. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the first thing to do is people need to realize that it's more than boxing now. Boxing is not the biggest sport right now. I, I believe it's right. MMA is the biggest sport. And um, so, you know, guys like me, we need to take a little bit of money. We need to go open up MMA gym, dead smack in the hood, man, right in the projects, and let these kids know and, and do nonprofit organizations. Because awesome. when you say, here's 40 bucks, here's $40 a month, 50 a month, they mamas can't pay for that. They, You know, a lot of their daddies ain't around, mamas ain't around. They right. can't pay for that 40, 50 bucks a month, so they already gone up. They already turned their heads, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... We need people need to yeah. get together. All the neighborhood dope dealers. They need to get together, put a gym together. Give up the mayor. Let's get this. Put this gym there, smack in this hood, and, you know. And 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 let's start teaching these kids self defense. Let's start teaching teaching these kids about discipline. Let's start teaching them how to uh, carry themselves. Because um, when you get a good ass whooping, it humbles you. You telling me? Me too. <laughs> if, if I would, if I could take some of the little boys off the street with their pants sagging and, and thugging and throwing up gang signs. And I'm like, man, come get to the gym. You think you're a tough guy? All right, last two minutes with me. It'll change their whole mindset. You know what I mean? But I can't sit there and do that, though, you know, because a lot of them don't listen. So I think we should put a, a, a gym right in the hood, you know, five, ten of them around every neighborhood, not just, you know, Kansas City, Kansas, around the United States, around the world. And once they see that, and they see uh, a black man running it. Somebody, you know, somebody that's for the community. People like us, yeah. Right, right. That's running it. You know, somebody that dress like them, act like them, talk like them, and then uh, they, they'll believe they can do those things. You know, so uh, so I think that's the first step. Start putting them right now in ghettos. Are have you? Um, are do you, do you work with any uh, organizations now? No, I uh, 
everything that I do, I, I just kind of do it on my own. I put up post. Uh, um, I worked with my barber last year, HT Barbershop in Kansas City, Kansas. We gave away over 100 book bags, a lot of school supplies. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I gave away over 150 coats last year, knocked on doors in the neighborhood and just gave, you know, gave away coats. Um, so we just, like I said, we just, right now I'm just going real small, but it, 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 it helps out a lot to the people that can't really afford those things. Bro, man, that is such a beautiful thing to hear man I, I truly commend you for that man that that's something that i would love to hear more people talking about doing those type of things man but the fact especially with you now on you know espn with pfl right. hopefully they'll start really pushing you know those narratives and letting people know what you're kind of doing man right. um speaking of the pfl speaking of what you're doing um, with the with uh, with your next one fight, man. Look at the tournament, man. What's coming up? How do you feel it's gonna? Uh, who do you feel like's coming up next for you? What's what do you feel like's gonna happen? I don't know how none of that stuff works, so I don't even. I honestly don't even <laughs> think about it. I Just I'm, keep I'm training. excited, man. I got a whole new mindset. I'm a lot smaller. I think I'll get down about two forty five for my next fight. Um, I'm still right around two sixty seven, two sixty eight okay. right now. So I really ain't gained no weight. Um, I just been kind of eating bad, you know, since the win. <laughs> Had a couple of you're treats, supposed to, so, man. Right, after right, the fight, right, you're supposed right. to. <laughs> so, uh, but I am absolutely excited about every matchup. So nice. whoever they give me, um, I'm just excited about that. I really want to go out and show that I'm dominant and I'm the best at what I do. I'm I, I'm the best in the, in this division, and uh, so like I said, man, I'm excited for every matchup. So wherever they get me, I'm training hard. I'm already back in training camp. Already sparred yesterday and the day before. Jujitsu, wrestling. I'm right back into it, man. There it is, man. Uh, Kevin, man. Before we get you out of here, um, well, actually, one thing I did want to ask you, man. I know you've been training for ten years, man. But what was it? And I, I, I'll be remiss to ask, man. What was it that really drew you to MMA? Nothing drew me to MMA. Uh, I was at I was at this shop. Uh, I mean, Dylan's grocery mm-hmm. store, and this guy was trying to sell MMA tickets when I was 18 years old. I was, uh, yeah, just in there shopping for some food, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "What kind of fighting?" He was like, "Punches, kicks, elbows." I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I want to, I want to fight. Like, yo, that like, sounds lit. <laughs> right, right, right. He was like, nah, bro, you gotta, you gotta uh, train for this stuff. I was like, "Man, I will party asses." What's up, man? I want to fight. Can I fight? He was like, well, how about I give you a number for a guy to go train and you go from there? And I was like, all right. So he gave me the number. I called a guy, met him the next day, got my ass whooped. <laughs> Sent me home crying, humbled me from that day on. Never, man, it just, that was a humbling experience for me. And um, so that's how MMA got started for me. Beautiful, you know, man. Uh, I didn't know who Anderson Silva was at the time. I didn't know who none of the George St. Pierre, none of those guys was. You know, that was this back in 2009. Right. So, uh, so yeah, man, it was it, it was literally, like, I didn't see MMA. It was like, oh, man, I want to do this. Or I didn't right. walk past the gym like, man, I want to do this. It was like, I want to go kick somebody's ass because this is what I do on the street. I done beat a lot of people up, so I think I'm tough. Right. And got my ass whooped and... Uh, I, never, I, I didn't like the feeling of being like overpowered by a little guy because he was a small guy. Beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and I didn't like the fact that somebody can take me down and just beat me up. Right. So that's kind of why I stuck with it. And it kept me out the streets a lot, too. It kept me out of doing bad things. And and, and, and so that's what kind of so I, I just gravitated to it eventually and, and uh, made a career out of it. Well, look, man. You're doing a hell of a job making a career of it. I tell you that much, man. Um, uh, look, you're 
twelve and two now. You're you're on the way to, to getting that tournament chip, uh, in that cool milli. Um, your next fight, like you said, is coming up in August. And bro, we will be watching and cheering. Anything you want to say, man, uh, before you get out of here? And again, thank you so much for joining me today, man. It means a lot. Thank you for having me, man. I just want to give a shout out to my only sponsor, Relying Apparel in Topeka, Kansas. Thank you for the t-shirts. Um, you know, mama, how you doing? <laughs> shout out to you for having me, man, and getting my message out to the world. I appreciate you too. Um, you know, Sucker Punch ENT, Shooto Box, Professor Claudio Matos, what we're striking. I love you guys. Y'all a big part of what I do. Thank you. Let's keep this shit going. There it is, man. Um, yo, where can they find you on social media, bro? Uh, Instagram is the King Kelvin, T H E K I N G Kelvin. Uh, Facebook is just Kelvin Tiller. Uh, that's all I got. I don't got a Twitter or nothing. They still tagging me in the Twitter I had five years ago. I ain't been on it in five years. They still <laughs> tagging me and stuff. But yeah, just Instagram and Facebook, man. That's it, man. There it is. Well, yo, Kelvin Tiller, man. Thank you again, bro. Uh, much success to you and your fam and everything, bro. Like I said, we'll be cheering for you and hopefully we'll be able to see you again on the Fight Podcast. All right, man. I hope to see be on here soon. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, man. That was my convo with Kelvin Tiller. Look, I told you, man, dude is a super dope dude. He'll be fighting again August 8th. Um, he's moving right along in that heavyweight tournament for the PFL. If you have not had an opportunity to check out the PFL, you need to. They're doing things so much different from everybody else. They're rocking that, that tournament style that all of us love, man. If you love March Madness, if you love fighting, you'll love the pfl and it's on espn man so espn plus espn so check those out uh when you have an opportunity yo remember the fight podcast is brought to you each week by sage eats sage eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring sign up for sage eats at sageeatschicago.com apply promo code fight for 15 percent off of your first three months remember follow the fight podcast on all social media platforms at the fight podcast and follow your boy at serge vicente support the show check us out on the website thefightpodcast.com subscribe Subscribe, listen, rate, and share. The Fight Podcast is everywhere. Podcasts are available. It's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else we can think of, man. So check us out today. All right, yo. Up next, I have returning once again, one of my guys, man. Really, man. I'm telling you, I've been meaning to go to Milwaukee, hang out with this dude. He's a super good dude. And honestly, if you haven't had an opportunity to check him out, one of the most exciting Bantamweight fighters in the world. Look, last week, I really sat back and I broke down the, the Bantamweight tournament, essentially, that the UFC had going on. You got Cejudo, you got all these dudes, Moraes, you got Aljo, you got all this, and check it out. This dude I'm going to bring up next, in my humble opinion, can compete with all of them, and he's ready. Yo, UFC, what up? Give my boy a shot, man. It's about time. The 12-in-1 beast, he is ripping through everybody. Like I said before, he is on a four-fight win streak for the PFL. He's Rufus Sport trained. Milwaukee, 
you know, he's up there holding it down. So, you know, Midwest, how we get down. I ain't talking about Raytheon Super Stats, man. We had a lot of fun with this convo. I loved it. I know you will too, man. Enjoy. All right. What's going on, man? How's your day going? Pretty good, man. Not too savvy. Man, hey, always a pleasure to have you back on the show again, man. You know, back on the Fight Podcast, brother. Like yes, I said, sir. When, we fir- when you first were on, man, I think I was on like episode 20. Now I'm on like episode 125, brother. So hey, we, we out here. We working, bro. We out here, man. <laughs> you know, so, but always, man, thank you so much for joining me once again, man. It means a lot. Bro. You've been on a tear since last time we've spoken, man. Man, when was the last time we spoke? Uh, so, uh, what fight was it? You remember? Or no? Last time we spoke, uh, it was before, it was after your Arnold Burden fight, right before oh, your yeah. Ryan Lilly fight. Yeah, man, I've been on, uh, I lost that one and I didn't won four straight after that, man. And not only have you won four straight, I mean, I've watched these fights. You've been putting the hammers on people, bro. Man, trying to, man. I'm trying to get them out of there, bro. <laughs> so, so, so here's my question, man. I think a lot of people who, again, the people who know, and it's funny, all the articles when you pull your name up, the, always the question is, yo, when is the UFC what's, for what? What's taking so long? Exactly. So I'm what's asking you, on? man. Like, who did I piss off? Like, what's going on, bro? What's taking so long, man? What's going? What yeah. do you think the issue is? You know, I don't know. Um, you know, I had uh, some people or think it's my fight style. Um, I I, I'm sorry to throw my arms up when when you said that, but I'm like, what's that, not entertaining about your I, fight style? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you, I'm like, I try, like I I like being exciting, you know, and I like you know putting on a show. So I, and and it's hard for me to say, you know, I'm biased for, uh, looking looking at myself, I guess. So you know, I try to look at it as um as uh, unbiased as I can, but I feel like I'm, I'm pretty, I'm usually an exciting fight on the car when, um, when I'm announced to be on the car, people like watching me fight. Um, you know, um, also what else? Uh, I don't know. Some people say maybe it was the loss I took, you know, but you know, I didn't want four straight after that. And then Marab has been doing pretty good in the UFC, you know, and, um, I'd love to have that fight back if I can, but absolutely, you know, yeah, I don't know, man, that I'm is- 12 and one, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty consistent at winning, you know, uh, so I don't know. Well, and it's funny, too, man, because when you look at it, especially in your weight class, right, it's an interesting weight class, man. It's something where we're looking at it, obviously, this past weekend up here in Chicago. And that's why when we were talking a little bit, for those that don't know, we were communicating beforehand. I had to get your thoughts, especially after watching the championship, first of all. There's the whole TJ Dillashaw drama, right? Oh my God, yeah, bro. Being somebody that's in that weight class, when you heard that, how did you feel about that? You know, I felt I felt like uh, how a lot of people felt. I felt disappointed in um, TJ. You know, he was somebody that I looked up to. You know, um, and when you hear stuff like that, you just can't help but be disappointed. Like, man, you, you know, um, I felt uh, tricked. You know, duped. Um, man, bamboozled, led astray, run amok. You know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, why? You, that's uh, exactly. That's a pussy move, man. Why? Why you want to do some stuff like that? You know, yeah, um, yeah. if you're gonna do something, be a man about it and uh, go get it like a man. Don't don't take the uh, coward's way out. And um, you know, it is what it is, I guess. So, and, and I th- and I thoroughly agree, man. And again, especially somebody from my, like myself, I actually 
is telling people that, that who till I was blue in the face, like I was putting them in like my top three pound for pound yeah, right now. Exactly. You exactly. know, it, just the way he's developed and grown. So yeah, that definitely hurt being able to see that man. But now, this past weekend, watching it almost felt like a tournament. This past uh-huh. weekend, you know, you have like this is and now we got Henry Cejudo, Captain Cringe himself it, 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 it's, Cringe, it, it's the kids is it, leading it's the true. ship over yeah. there. So so first and foremost, like, where do you feel yourself? Obviously, you know, and I, and I look at the division itself. It is a deep division. How do you feel as of right now you stack up with that top 10 of the division? You know, I feel like I stack up pretty good. It's not anywhere that I'm like, um, you know, when people fight me, they know they're going to have a tough fight no matter where they take the fight, you know. And um, and I'm I'm pretty well versed in everywhere you take the fight, like wrestling, jiu-jitsu, uh, stand-up. You know, I'm pretty well versed and I'm getting better every day. So it's not like a lot of places that, you know, there's a lot of holes in my game. Um, I'm I'm spectacular at a, uh, you know, at a couple um, strikes, but I, I think I put it all together, or a couple areas, but I, I think I put it all together uh, pretty nicely. So I think I, I stack up with anybody in the top ten really well, you know, extremely well. Whereas, like if I if I do when I do come into the UFC, I feel like there's not, and that, and I feel like that's one of the reasons I've been. Um, kind of like uh what do you call it um like overlooked or over not not uh chosen i feel like man it's the ufc is a lot of politics and 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 sometimes i'm not the right matchup for a lot of these guys you know right right um, you you, you would know, you are a dangerous like fighter it's like so if if i was fighting a fighter from china and i come in and i you know um beat up somebody uh from china that doesn't that doesn't help their market in china you know and right. i feel like some of the fights my um that I was supposed to have it fell out because of that reason. And, um, you know, and, and yeah. And, uh, regardless, I don't know who, who matchmaker or I think it's, you know, I think I know exactly who matchmaker. I don't know who makes the, like the, the final, um, decision, but you know, my, my fight style wins and my fight style, uh, dominates. And, um, if they don't like it, I, they they would have to deal with that, you know? And, um, you know, maybe that's the reason. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, it's frustrating, but at the same time, I'm going to just keep winning. You know, eventually, you know, they just can't. Surely they just can't, you know, keep me out. But absolutely, you know, I just got to keep winning, doing my job. You know, that's all I can do. I so, guess. so for you, man, do you feel like it's UFC or bust or has some of the other, like, big organizations, Bellator, one has been yeah, cracking recently? Yeah, I got by, um, yeah. one a while back. Okay. Um, but you know, it was UFC bus for me, but or it was for a while UFC bus. But you know, um, PFL was looking, you know, uh, spectacular. Yeah. You know, they're an option. You know, Bellator. You know, they're 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 all everybody. I feel like is is growing and um, yeah. developing. The only reason I wanted the UFC is because I wanted kind of when I was in the when I was in wrestling, I wrestled at uh, the Division Two level and. Um, you know, I was always like I won nationals twice while I was, you know, um, wrestling. But mm-hmm. you, there was always this. Oh, what, what about these D1 guys? Like I beat a lot of D1 guys, but you know, I didn't get to wrestle them at my prime in the um, the national or at, at around that that time where I was peaking as a wrestler. So, right, um, right. You know, it's it's always like in the back of your heart. And so, one of the reasons uh, the UFC appealed to me was like this is supposedly the best. Um, the best people in the the world and i i don't want to leave that 
um, kind of on the table, you right. know, um, that un- that tone unstern or stone unturned. You know? um, <laughs> totally. And bad. it's kind of and that's I feel like that's where Ben Askren is right now. He's he's fighting the best of the best. You know, he he proved he was like really good. But the only reason he really came to the UFC was to prove that he's the best of the best, you know? Right, and, right. And um, I feel like I'm kind of like a Ben Askren tier, man. I'm tearing everybody up, and but the, the UFC ain't really gave me a chance yet, you know? So... Man, it, see now I'm starting to think about it, man. You got that's all your team, man. What's up, man? What? what I know, and that's the, what's and going that's, on. That's the other thing too. Like I feel like um, the reason I or the people I came up with are have kind of be like been like black sheep of the UFC, you know? And man, I you got Woodley, how, you got Ben Askren. In tune they are with like my training part, but I so I grew up with um or not grew up uh when I started I was with Jens Pover, Jens Pover uh everybody <laughs> is saying like should have been in the UFC Hall of Fame now has not been in the UFC 100%. Hall of Fame. He, uh, you know he pissed off some people uh, in the UFC and yeah. uh you know and and now he's kind of I don't I don't know what's the deal. he's he should be he's a UFC first light heavyweight um or he's UFC first lightweight champion um you know. He should be in the uh, UFC uh, Hall of Fame. Um, and then who else we got? We got Ben Askren that I train with, you know, um, a lot. Wood, you got uh, Woodley. With, you got uh, all them boys. Yeah, Tyron Woodley, which Tyron Woodley is like has been on the good side, has been on the bad side uh, uh, with <laughs> the UFC brass, you know. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the people I hang out with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, you know. We don't know. Man, so you mentioned the PFL, and it's it's really yeah. interesting when you say that, man, because especially now where you have the ESPN deal, seeing that you have so much more visibility, does mm-hmm. that make, you know, that even more interesting and intriguing of matchup? And also, you think about it when you look at the, I mean, I'm not saying those dudes aren't talented because there's some dogs over there. Some but dogs. When you some look dogs. at when you look at the the million dollar pot at the end of the at the end of the tunnel. That, yeah. Is that, that what definitely, is, you know, yeah. um not not only do they like the production, you know, uh the ESPN deal, um that million dollars is like an icing on a cake, man. That's life changing money. That is uh you know, that's FU money and that's that's oh, something that's definitely um affects my decision, mm-hmm. you know, uh or of where I want to go. So, right. like I said, PFL, you know, um unfortunately they don't have a, a 35 pound division, but you know, I'm open to to going to 45 for uh for a million dollars. <laughs> you like 100%. You're like, man, I I eat a, eat hey, a little you know, extra. I, I, eat a, I, I eat a little bit for that million dollar payday, you know. So, yeah, that's definitely man, um they got I like the way they got it set up too, man. Mm-hmm. They don't it's not as many politics because you are in your spot, right. you know, depending on how you do, how fast you finish, you earn your spot. And um, that's that's kind of like I mean, that's that's they kind of like got the dream um, formula or uh, kind of set up for for how fights, how they want to run fights. You know, there's there's a, a direct path to uh, the championship belt, you know. You, you you don't get a lot of uh dispute on um who you should be fighting or or, nah. or stuff like that you know like all the politics and uh, people that go after has, in that, so in that organization cool. like they really when you watch those fights and again I, I don't I don't know who's not watching it because everybody should the PFL is yeah, incredible PFL is a credible organization yeah do you now do you feel with the rise of the PFL one is crushing the game Bellator with the zone. 
is it making it for individuals like yourselves? It's like the UFC, it's like when it, when it used to be like, this is the best of the best, especially we're looking at how Eddie Alvarez, big names are going over there yeah. and getting scuffed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For you yeah. guys, is it now like, yo, you guys aren't the end all be all. Does that give the fighters a little bit more negotiation? I believe it does. You know, um, as, as big as the other organization grows and um, more competition uh, they provide uh, for the UFC, that only you know increases the um, the amount of leverage the fighters have. Um, you know, just just because they're they're not the monopoly of the uh, the market. You know, so so it definitely uh, creates some leverage um, for the fighters. You know, right. I, I, I definitely believe that. So okay, so we have, and again, we all know. Um, coming up this summer starting up already you got the contender series coming up um and i was looking at it again you just scuffed your last opponent lfa is an incredible organization do you see yourself or has anybody have you been in talks or anything like anything coming up what's next for you you know, um, my manager's supposed to be giving me, I gave him a week, you know, to, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm usually like on him, on him, but I, you know, I gave him a week, you know, to uh, kind of come up with a plan um, to see what's next. And uh, he's supposed to be hitting me up this week and uh, we'll see kind of what's, what's next. I haven't, haven't had any word of um, what's, what's going to go on, you know, or what direction we're going to take. But the, he said, we're definitely fighting ASAP, you know, that's, that's the plan. You know, I got to stay busy. You know, I got, I only got so many years in this. I can't be wasting them, you know, and, um, I believe I'm the best and I don't believe it's nobody that can beat me. So, you know, I'm just going out there and show everybody every time I go out, man, that see, there it is, man. Okay. Before we get you out of here, man. And yo, as always, bro, thank you so much, man. I appreciate oh, you coming always, on. Always, brother. Yeah, man, it's always a good time. And like you said, we working, man. Like I said, you the way you're working. hustling, man, I'm out here trying to hey, grind I myself, you, baby. man. I see you, you know what I'm saying? 129, <laughs> we out here, baby. We, we doing it, man. Um, looking at, like I said, we're going to jump back into, into your division. You today, if you jump back, you, you're able, they offer you anybody in the UFC today in that yeah. top 10. Who would in you like top- to see? Man, in that top ten, and who do you feel you match up the best with? Oh man! And I'm sure you, you know, know the next uh, question too. <laughs> I want to take out some of these uh, hitters. You know, I can obviously call out like the uh, like champions and uh, like the top three. But I want that that Peter Yan. He looks like a real tough dude. You know, um, and he's been he's been crushing everybody. You know, I'd love to. You know. Uh, Test my might and, and go out there and uh, yo, that'd be a his, uh, fire street, matchup. You know? Yeah, that'd be such I a fire it. matchup, man. Um, yeah. okay, so that's I used to call out USA. So we will find out. You feel like in the next few weeks we'll hear about yeah. what's going on. Next with- few weeks, you're either gonna get some, uh, hopefully some fight news coming soon, or some, uh, yeah. Next few weeks, hopefully some uh, fight news I'll have few weeks i'll think a few days but a few weeks i'm definitely gonna have some fight news uh so one way or the other i'm getting in there <laughs> there it is man well check it out Raytheon, man before we get you out of here man what do you want to tell the people you know you know give them a parting shot man what's good let them know you know hey just keep following me you know i'm gonna I'm come to the i'm going to the top you know um you can catch me on uh instagram uh rafian05 or twitter rafian or rafian stocks my bad Rafian Stas one word on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Rafian Stas two words on Facebook. And um, yeah, you know I'm continually working. You know I ain't stopped. You know I'm, I'm I'm back on a win streak. You know I'm back uh, to destroying 
you strong people like always, you know, I have that one slip up, but it won't happen again. You know, uh, I've learned from it and I'm, I'm just a better fighter, you know, way better than these other cats. Man, UFC, let the man in, bro. What else you got to do? Let me in, bro. Let me in. What else you got to do, man? Well, brother, thank you as always so much for joining me on the Fight Podcast, bro. Uh, salute to everything you have going on and, you know, and your beautiful family as well, man. I know you got the kiddos in the background. Go ahead and do your daddy thing, man. Yes, sir. Daddy duty all day. <laughs> all right, brother. Take care. Thank you again. No problem. All right. Peace out. Peace out. All right, all right, man. That was my convo with Raytheon Super Stats, man. Look, he's a good dude. He's a lot of fun. And uh, look, UFC, what's up? Somebody needs to pick this guy up. By far, one of the most skilled guys in the division. One of the most skilled, well-schooled guys in the sport. Um, And look, he's a great personality. He has a really, really exciting fighting style. I'm a huge fan of the dude, man. So I hope he gets scooped up relatively soon um because look it's about that time it's that time and you know my boy needs to get that paper man he's doing his thing he's ready um but look i had a lot of fun and i can't wait to have him back again on the show and like i said before man hopefully i get an opportunity to go up to the roof sport finally and uh and you know train with these dudes man they're good dudes it's a great team and um Yo, I, I'm loving it, man. So look, rolling right along. Um, last but certainly not least, we have Mohammed Darius, man. Mohammed Darius is seven and one, but he has widely been recognized as one of the most dodged heavyweights in the sport. Great all-around game, man. And here's one of the things, man. Again, another super smart dude, super intelligent, family man. Um, he and I had an amazing conversation. He's pretty much, he, he unfortunately just took an L in his last time out for his first career loss, but he has an amazing opportunity on August 8th. He'll be right back in the mix, working his way right back into that tournament. So hopefully by the end of the year, he still has that young opportunity to win the million dollars for that um, that New Year's Eve show that the PFL has. So we'll be keeping our fingers crossed and watching out for him, man. But in this conversation, man, he and I have a lot of fun. We have an opportunity to talk about a litany of different things. Enjoy my conversation with the beasts himself. Um, again, one of the smartest dudes in the sport, one of the most avoided fighters in the sport. That's Mohamed Darice right here on the Fight Podcast. Mo, man. Can you see me? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Hey, bro, what's going on, man? I appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time today, bro. No no problem, man. Been uh, been running around uh, doing a little moving job. Got to go coach some football later. But uh, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing very well. Hey, man, first and foremost, thank you so much for joining me on the show today, bro. Um... Yo, man, you got this uh, this PFL tournament, and you got a big fight coming up, man. How you feeling? I feel good, man. I've been putting a lot more work in uh, this training camp that I've done in my life, man. Trying to trying to be ready, trying to get my body in the best shape, my focus, and uh, come out, you know, with this victory. Absolutely, man. So check it out, man. I know, like I said, especially with PFL as an organization, and I want to talk about that a little bit. But but yourself, man, tell me a little bit about yourself and your story, man. So I, again, so people know who you are, man. I really want to get that out there. Nice man, yeah man. I started off, you know, I was born in New York, uh, actually in Queens. I, I moved to 
to Nassau County, actually, where the fight's going to be. Actually, I lived there in Roosevelt, uh, Long Island. Until I was like about seven. Uh, my father was a martial artist. I, you know, I grew up learning about martial arts. Always wanted to be a, a baseball, football, basketball player and stuff. And, um, you know, that's where that's where it started. I ended up moving to Florida, grew up, played football in high school, wrestled in high school, won a state championship in wrestling, and uh, took a scholarship to play football at the University of Central Florida. And I uh, ended up getting hurt. I got hurt. I couldn't couldn't run. So I started doing some boxing classes, uh, you know, stay in shape. I couldn't run. Absolutely. I wanted to keep my cardio up. And um, started doing that. You know, I ended up taking some tough man fights. Went nine and zero on a bunch of tough man fights, and a, a guy approached me one day. He said, "Hey, uh, you ever thought about doing MMA?" I was like, hey, <laughs> "It seems like it seems like you got to know how to strike." Like that's the know? path, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I mean, you got to know how to strike and, and wrestle. I mean, I can wrestle and I can strike, so I mean, I could probably do it. He's like, "I can get you a fight." I said, "Well, I'll, I'll try it," you know. And uh, you know, the rest is history. I went eleven and zero as an amateur, yeah. five titles, and um, seven and zero as a pro. Now, got invited to the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, you know, I, I fought Khalil Roundtree. He ended up he ended up taking that one, and um, and I sat on the shelf for a while, mm-hmm. almost three years. You know, trying to get fights it was hard to get fights. Either the promoters didn't want to pay me, or yeah. fighters didn't want to fight me. Well, look, man, it's funny you bring that that aspect up uh, over a couple things. Um, it, it does seem like you have like big breaks in between fights, but it it does seem like it's because of how you fight. You know what I'm saying? It seems like I've heard of guys like yourself. You hear like stories like, for instance, like when Cain Velasquez was coming up, nobody wanted to fight him. So there was like these big breaks. So for yourself, how has it been? I mean, I'm sure it's frustrating, but like has the PFL tournament itself, is that like like a breath of fresh air for you? Because you're like, look, I'm guaranteed to fight. Yep. You know, that, that was the best thing that happened to me, man. I actually was considering, you know, hanging it up, man. I went so long without fighting. I have three children, you know, a wife, you Congrats, know, and I've made so much sacrifices about work. I, I didn't commit on having a 40-plus-hour-a-week job. I had multiple offers in different sales positions and uh, working about the school and stuff, and I was like, yo, I don't have enough time, you know, to train if I do that. So I've always been working side jobs. I'll get a job for a little bit, and then, right. you know, I have to end up – having to leave because they didn't like that I, I couldn't be there all the time. And, you know, it was frustrating, man. I was, you know, barely, barely making it day to day because I had this, you know, belief that, you know, I can really make it in MMA. And, um, you know, I just did, when I first started, I didn't realize the the struggle would be, uh, I don't even know if I would have even came this route <laughs> if I knew. Fan, man, uh, stop knocking people out so quick, man. That's your fault. <laughs> hey, man, that's what I do. I can't get happy, man. <laughs> I feel you, man. Well, so check it out. Look, the PFL as organization, right? It seems from the outside looking in, I like the different flair to it. Um, how how have they been to you? How do you feel like they are as an organization? Man, they—they, they, I think they're going to eventually take over, man. They, yeah. they, the way they treat their fighters, man. I, that's the best I've ever been treated. Any fight coming up, like I said, uh, any—that's my best experience with MMA ever. It was with the PFL. Like I, like I said, I was an Ultimate Fighter. I got to meet every a lot of like Dana White and everybody over there in the UFC. You know, right. and it was an awesome experience. Met Forrest Griffin. Met a bunch of people that you know I watched fight. You know, so it was pretty cool. Misha Tate, and um, and that experience still doesn't come. To, close to the experience I've had with the PFL already. You know, just the way they take care of us, the way they, you know, bend over backwards and try to make sure we're okay and letting, letting us fight 
for the spot at a championship instead of, you know, who talks the most junk, who right. who they think to sell the most tickets because they keep putting cameras in their face because they're talking junk. On this, you win, cameras in your face. Yeah. You know, right. if you win, if you lose, it talks to you and stuff. But if you win, you move on next round and, and you get paid. You get paid accordingly. It's not about, oh, you know, I'm a guy on a car and I get paid $2,000 and this guy's getting paid $2 million. Right. You know what I mean? It's, right. So it's pretty cool. Yo, do you feel like, so, okay. Everything happens, you win the tournament, you get that milli, right? Right from the jump, you get it. D- d- would, would you jumping right back into the PFL tournament be like, yep, this is this is the next, I'm, I'll do it again, I'm going to get two milli, you know? Or is it something that you have a little bit of time where you can sit there and say, hey, now, look at me, I have a title, I've won in a major organization. Yo, who who has the best offer? What's yeah. up? <laughs> you pretty much said the best, man, is, you know, go here, do work. You know, look 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 at the product. You know, what I mean, look at the product you have, and uh, evaluate how how much it's worth to you. You you, you want to let me walk? You want to let me stay? You want to you want me to join your organization, or you don't want me to join the organization? I feel like I can fight with the best of them anywhere, but the PFL has the best opportunity. Like I said, it was the best experience I've had in any organization with the PFL. The best pay I've ever had is with the PFL. So, I mean, it's just it's a no-brainer for me. I, I, I have no chance to make a million dollars if I got signed to the UFC right now. You know, no, I, I, yeah. I'll be lucky. I'll, I'll be lucky. I'll be lucky to, to be, make six figures the, the first year with them. Lucky if I can. Probably won't happen. But this, I have opportunity of, of uh, being a millionaire. Yeah, yo, how crazy is that? With the biggest organization in the world, it's like coming in somebody who's highly touted. Any other sport, you come in with a name, with with, with a belts and stuff like that, you're gonna get cash. The largest organization in the world, we it, everybody just pretty much SOL. You know, like how crazy is that? Yeah, it's crazy, man. And, and you know, that's the the. It's because like you understand, this sport is just it's in the early phases. You know what I mean? And it's gonna take. You know, active people like Ray Sifo, who's fought before, you know, they got they brought on Randy Couture, Boss Root, and, you know, have guys yeah. in the organization who are legends, you know what I mean, and who are fighters and live this life, you know what I mean, that want to want to make sure that, that we're taken care of. Because like you said, in any other sport, you jump in with a resume like my resume or you, you go in there talented on a you get paid you can take you're gonna have an agent they're gonna the 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 the, whatever team you get drafted to they're gonna put you up you you everything's taken care of me i gotta struggle i'm i'm grinding every day Mm -hmm. to making sure my kids have a roof over their head and i got got food in their belly you know what i mean and and other sports once you get signed as a pro all that you don't have to worry about you can focus on your craft you know what i mean and 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 the as the years go by and 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 i think the pfl is going to make it so that organizations have to pay your athlete, like a professional athlete, needs to be paid. Yo, I, do you feel like the move to, because I thought it was a dope move, but having the PFL now with ESPN, having more eyeballs and everything on you, do you feel like for you that's even better? Like now it's just like, yo, like I, I'm on the biggest platform. Like yeah. now, now you can really see my worth. Oh, yeah, that was a major key. Major key. And like I said, we've been talking about, uh, promotion we wanted to talk to and stuff like that and we, we we thought it was great to get signed with the PFL the only thing better with the UFC we were saying was that they're on they about to be on ESPN right. they get all the coverage but lo and behold they released the information I didn't even know about it none of the fighters really knew about it if I saw it when everybody else saw it signs deal with PFL on my Google yeah. I was like oh let's go <laughs> okay that's dope that's so, so 
I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I, I've been a fan of, for the organization before they started. Once I heard about the philosophy, and yeah. I fought uh, for the World Series of Fighting one time, okay. and I met Ray back then. My second, my second pro fight, and I oh. met Ray back then, man. And he was he was real cool. They were real professional even back then. And then when they said what they had going on, man, I was like, you know what? That's that's the perfect move. That's what's up, man. Yo, so you have a fight coming up uh, June 6th. Like you said, it's, it's out, you know, in your neck of the woods in New York. Um, you, what do you know about your opponent, man, Kelvin Tiller? Like, it, like how, how, how are you feeling about this matchup? I think it's a real good mat- matchup. He's a beast. I'm a beast. He has real heavy hands. He can kick. He, so he's very, very versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a smart fighter. Uh, I believe I have advantages at certain aspects of the game. Um, and I feel like I, my style matches up well with, you know, what, what he, what he can do. Like, you know, he, he has, he got very dangerous hands, most heavyweights do, but he definitely has the power and he has really good hand speed, you know? So, you know, we, we game plan around that and, and he's a big guy. So it's you're not like you're just going to, you know, manhandle him. So we've been working and I just feel very comfortable in my skill set versus him. Dope, man. You know what's funny, man? I'm noticing this a lot with the PFL and like one championship, right? And there isn't this like super bravado amongst like all you guys. Everybody sounds confident. Don't get it twisted. Everybody's super confident, but there isn't like you said a little earlier that um the unnecessary shit talk. You mm-hmm. don't you don't see that. There is it seems like a little bit more of a respect factor. It's like and even for instance like last night's fight looks like like Ray Cooper the third seemed like he had a little beef with Buddy, but afterwards he gave him a hug. Like he was like whatever you know we we good. Um, do you feel like that's a part of the game that people are overlooking and do you feel like that's why like one and pfl are actually going to end up surpassing like the ufc yeah and, and the thing is you know and i, th- I think it started a lot of people say whenever wwe and img all of them stepped in right all this started happening but I, I started to see it before before that and you know especially when conor mcgregor made his mark because i was following conor before he was doing all this you know what yeah, i mean he was so I was chill man big, yeah i was a big conor fan yeah me too now, now I'm I, all that talking kind of you know because I, like I said I come from, I grew up in traditional martial arts and in traditional martial arts it never was to bully people it never was to antagonize it was to you know protect yourself protect your family you know what I'm saying and protect your friends when need to be you know and that and that discipline a lot of has left some gyms or some organizations because they're trying they're trying to you know entertain and I understand because entertainment is money you making them actors. WWE, they're not fighting in the WWE. They're, no. they're the choreography. It's choreography. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. choreography. They're making way more than me. Way more than me. <laughs> Go out there doing some it. interpretive dance. Yeah, some interpretive moves. Like, and I understand it's, it's physical. I'm not going to say it's not physical. But yeah. you ain't going in there nervous as hell. You know what I'm saying? Fights on the line. My record, my pay. My pay's going to be in half if I don't win. I got to get this win. Advance my career. You know what I mean? Yo, I think that is one of the worst aspects and I love I love MMA I'm the biggest MMA fan but like the fact that fighters only get a portion of their pay if they don't win yo that's trash yeah, like yeah. it's trash. Anything can happen. We all understand the game itself, man. Anything can happen. I think that's trash. But I, like you said, with yourself, it's like I feel like the bigger the sport itself gets, I feel yeah, like yeah, it's going to develop. You know, some some contracts with, with like in the UFC, there's some some fighters, you know, in their contracts, it's like, hey, this is what I want, regardless. What's, this is what I they want. They got that you know base I mean? rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is what it is. Like you know, Connor knows he's going to get X amount of dollars, regardless. <laughs> I mean, regardless right. what happens, 
I'm going to get X amount of money. I'm not worried. You know, I'm going to get my play. Man, and certain fighters are like that. So in the UFC, you will have the most paid fighters in there, but it's a select few of them. You know what I mean? Everybody else is, is getting pennies. So, you know, like you said, as it, as it progresses, you know, now you're eventually going to see where it points. Like you're signed for two, three years uh, making X amount of dollars and you can win bonuses if you do this and that. You know what I mean? Wow. And I think that's what will eventually lead up to it. Okay. I hope so. I hope you're right, man. I, I really do. It, it's uh, it's one of those things that I've looked at, and I'm just like, yo, this is this is nuts. I mean, we're I, I just feel like like, and I, and I say we because like I I used to compete. I never made, it was had the opportunity to go in pro. I ended up getting sick, but I feel like I'm one of those people that I've been in there. I respect the game. So when I look at you guys, I'm looking at people that are competing. I always say we because I feel you. Like I, I've been yeah, in the gym. Sure, I understand sure. the struggle. You know. So like, mm-hmm. I just hate the fact that I don't see you know people getting paid their worth and i think that's yeah, the and is, that's why I, I do like the tournament that you have an opportunity to go ahead and make a cool millie and that's something in a <laughs> year's time like that's how beautiful is that beautiful it's beautiful man this and it's yours for the taking like i said it's your opportunity you gotta go get it and uh you know this is this is great you know that that's, that's able to happen because uh you know that's that's change that's life changing for people Absolutely. you know like people like um like Taylor, like put the guns down, Taylor. I like him. I follow him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reminds me a lot of what I got going on here with his not for profit and stuff that he do in the community. That's uh, stuff I do in the community. Even even Kevin even Kelvin Taylor, I, I checked out his page. He reminds me of myself a lot too. He do what he's doing back home. You know, I respect that. You know what I mean? And and for guys like us who yeah. who came through the struggle, you know what I mean? Who who lived where we live, came up how we came up, had to deal with the adversities we had to deal with, young and older trying to grow up as you know. Uh, you know, not not making you know as much as you you know thought you would be at a time, and to have the opportunity to 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 help to, to help your family, to help your community, you know, what I'm saying and to put people in place so that I can live a better life, man, is is just a great thing. That that's incredible, man. Actually, man, that's that that is something that I feel like doesn't go into account. And I feel like there's so many guys in the sport like yourself that are doing those things, and there aren't enough eyeballs. Um, on what you guys are actually doing and and i'm gonna get you out of here with a couple more man thank you again for your time bro this has been super dope man thanks thanks for having me man oh 100 man um two things one in terms of marketing what do you think they need to do all the organizations in terms of i mean look the black athlete the black educated you know athlete i feel like it's something that mma they do not do a, a great job at all of letting yeah. people know they push the fact that we look rough and, and rugged and physical you know and and can turn that beast mode on but they don't really look at the fact that you know what's what's he what's he like you know every day like right you know a lot if you see that that's our outlet you know that's our outlet to get yeah. out all of the frustration all of the all the struggles you know that we went through and get the outlet in that position you know in 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 an organized event to, to do that but what are what are they doing outside and a lot of like a lot of a lot of fighters or athletes you know you see that in a, with the nfl in a, in a nba they show that you know what right. i mean you see it but mma is not really you know shown too much and um you know it should be. It really should be so other people can see that, hey, you know, this is the opportunities that, that happen with this sport. It's not just a savage sport where guys are going right. in there, you're trying to kill each other, and they're just savage, and there's violent people. Like, you know, this is this is martial arts. It's a sport. It's like anything else. And, you know, everybody does what they do. And, you know, a lot of us are out here trying to help people who struggle, people who've been, you know, slipped through the cracks and stuff like that because, 
you know, we didn't have nobody that we we could go go to and ask right. to help us pull us out of this. You know what I mean? And so if we can if we can be those guys to come back and we see a, a young kid who has a bright future but is going through the struggle like we went through even worse because the people that's going through worse than us, and we can say, hey, I, almost let me sponsor you or let me come, come train with us. You know, don't worry about paying us. Come train with us. We, you know, we'll help you through this time. Or hey, um, you know, I got I got I just started this business. You need a job, you know, come work with me and yeah, my crew. 100%. You know what I mean? And, and to be able to, to do that, you know, because a lot of, in our communities, there's not a lot of that. You know, it's not a lot of, a lot of older cats, you know, their opportunity for you is to be doing what they're doing and they might not be doing the, the right, right thing. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. Oh, 100%. And, and it's like yeah. keeping it all in, in the community and putting back and really helping build, man. That's, that's what, and then again, I'll let you all out of here with this one. What can the organizations do? Or in that turn, fighters, it, would it be like just doing more interviews and stuff like this? Or what can the fighters and the organizations do to actually get that out there so people understand? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, getting, you know, or having, you know, conversations like this, like we having, uh, is definitely one of them. And, and also, you know, when the PFL does good is that they do the little thing where they have a day in the life of a fighter. Ah, yeah. You know, and I like how they did that. Stories. They did it with, uh, with, with Taylor. They did it with um, the heavyweight champion. Um, so, I mean, I think that's that's – that's really good, and if they if, if we can get us you know on there and they can see you know what we're going through and how how what our motivation is, you know, a lot of people think our motivation is so we can be in a strip club making it rain <laughs> and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, not, hey, for some dudes, it might be. I mean, hey, it might be. It's more than that. It's more than that. You know what I mean? It's, not, it's more than that. You know, um, I've always, even when I was younger, when I thought I was gonna, you know, you couldn't tell me I wasn't gonna make the NFL back in the day, right? right. You know, and I worked my behind off for it, but uh, you know, you couldn't tell me back in the day. My my goal, even since back then, was get in a position where I can help my family and my people. You know what I'm saying? Damn. And I don't mean just black people. You know what I mean? I mean, Everybody, people going, yeah. that's, that's got it rough. You know what I mean? People that's got, that's out here trying to make it and just life odds are stacked up upon them. You yeah, know what I mean? It's hard. That's, you know, that's you, bill, so you got bills every day you got to take care of, man. Just to, to live, you got to have your power on. You got to have your water on. You got to have the shelter. If you got kids, you got to make sure they take care of them. They got to have school supplies. They got to have food. They got to have whatever they need to have. You have a wife. She needs she needs to uh, have stuff so she can feel happy. She yeah. needs to, you know, be able to go do what she wants to do. You know, and, and it's a struggle. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not easy. You know what I mean? So right. for all the people out here that's going through it, you know, we, I, I feel you and, and we're going to put on for you. That's what it is, man. Well, yo, Mo DeReese, man, thank you so much for joining me today, brother. Yo, I will be cheering your fights coming up June sixth. Uh, it's gonna be with the PFL. Is you know that's gonna be it's gonna be on one of the ESPNs, right? ESPN Plus. Yeah, I think it's gonna be on ESPN Plus and ESPN Two. I think mine's is gonna be on ESPN Plus. I'm not sure exactly how they're doing it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. You know, I'm they answer me up. You know, I was on I was on a. NBC's Facebook Watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm on ESPN Plus now. Eventually. I'm gonna do enough, you know. They put me prime time, so, you know. I gotta, there I gotta, gotta knock some more people out. You know what I mean? Yay! There it is, man. Well, yo, we'll be cheering for you, um, Mo. Where can they find you, man? You can find me on Instagram, Mo Muscle. You can find me on Facebook, Muhammad Mo Muscle Derees. Uh, you can find me on Snapchat, Mo Muscle Twenty Two, Mo Muscle. Um, look out! I also have my fight promotion, Mo Muscle Fighting Championship. We got to fight July sixth. When I get back, we're gonna be pushing that. You know, I started up an MMA league around here because there's no MMA in my in my county. So, you know, I started up a league, you know, to, to look out for the local talent and put them on. Do you and, guys have um, a website? It's, it's, yeah, um, it's Mo Muscle FC on Facebook. It's Facebook, www.facebook.com cool. slash Mo Muscle FC. 
No spaces or anything like that. It's Mo Muscle FC. Cool. I'll put it in the show notes and everything. Yes, sir. Dope. Mo right. Muscle go round for round, pound for pound, in that ill town. You know how it go down to who wear the crown. Let's do it. All right, there it is, bro. Hey, man, thank you again, bro. I appreciate you. We got to do this no again problem. sometime. Yes, sir. You as well. Take care. Boom. There it is, man. Look, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mo Doris and uh, everybody on the show today, man. But specifically, man, look, Mo, there's another dude with an incredible story. And he will be, like I said, coming back August 8th. And he has an opportunity to jump right back into the tournament, man. That's one of the dope things about the PFL. If you take a loss in that opening round, you have the opportunity to jump back in the mix later on. He's one of the most highly touted guys in the organization, and they expect a lot out of him, man. So I can't wait to see what the future holds for that dude. Um, He's dangerous. And again, I think guys like him are incredible for the sport, man. So look, thank you to everybody who joined me today. Thank you to Mo DeReese. Thank you to Kevin Tiller. Thank you to Raytheon Superstats. Thank you to Den Thomas, man. Everybody, again, I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. We're going to keep this going, man. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a while, and now I'm actually happy that yeah, look, I got these guys and ladies responding. They're finally coming on, and we're starting to be able to coordinate it in the right capacity, man. So, look, um, this week still to come, we have our boxing episode coming up um, with my boy Brandon Camille, and we have some special weekend breakdowns upcoming, man. So, keep your eyes and ears open for that. Remember, this weekend, uh, should I say the 14th, I will be on the Ben Jaworski show, which is a show pretty much the political show here in uh, Chicago. I'll be right there on the show. Check that out if you have an opportunity. And uh, look, man, without further ado, I'm your host of the Fight Podcast, Serge Vicente. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you let everybody know about the show. Share the show. Talk to people. And don't forget, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. Remember, follow the show on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast and follow your boy. Follow me at Serge Vicente. Support us by checking us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Subscribe listen rate and share we're everywhere podcasts are available man look i'm your host serge vicente this has been episode 122 of the fight podcast i'll holler at you guys next time peace out